Hey, sis. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. Now, real quick before we get into the show, did you know that this podcast is a spinoff from a book that I wrote? Yes. Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. In this book, I share my story about how I identified toxic patterns of thinking about life and motherhood. I share how God helped me to transform by the renewal of my mind. I didn't want to keep this revelation to myself, so I packaged it in a book to share how you can transform your mindset and lifestyle too. This book is for anyone who desires to break unhealthy generational patterns in their family, want to build healthier and stronger relationships with their children, or for anyone who wants to overcome the battle of negative thoughts in their mind. After reading this book, you will learn how to gain confidence in who you are as a mother, handle unhealthy thinking patterns when they appear in your mind, and position yourself to achieve mom-life balance. This book is available wherever books are sold, and the link will be in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I am your host and sister in Christ, Tarikaya Allen Butler. This is a podcast for Christian moms who struggle with limiting beliefs and want to learn how to make over their mindsets and level up their lifestyle in faith, family, fitness, and finances. Tap in each week for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast where you will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire God's way. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All right, so hey, and welcome back to another Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast episode. Um, And welcome to our new listeners who are joining us today. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, So for the rest of July, we will be focusing on fitness for the rest of this month. Um, So all topics will be on fitness and health and how we can establish a more healthier lifestyle. Um, If you follow me for any amount of time, you know that I'm big on lifestyle changes when it comes to fitness or finances or your faith, you know, not these one and done goals and then you're on your way to the next thing, but really establishing a overall lifestyle of fitness and of health that generates um, that generates healthy patterns and lifestyles that you can pass on to your children, that they can pass on to their children. Because for too long, we have picked up on unhealthy patterns, you know, when it comes to our fitness and health lifestyle, um, specifically in the Black community. And I just feel like it's time to, you know, make a shift (laughs) in how we approach our health, make a shift in how we approach our fitness life and stop making excuses because that's the number one thing. Um, And I'm going to try to help you out today with some ways that have helped me 
to eliminate excuses in my fitness journey. I have come a very long way. Um, and I'm going to go in a little bit about how far I've come, you know, some of the lifestyle habits that I've picked up from my parents and how I was able to change those and eliminate excuses. All right. So kind of as I shared in the intro, you know, fitness should be an overall lifestyle change and not just a one and done goal. Your physical wellness is closely attached to your mental wellness. Um, I just recently saw an Instagram reel where this girl was working out and the sound in the background was like, you know, I know for a fact that if you're somebody who does not exercise or someone who doesn't work out, I know that your mental health is off. <laughs> I know that your mental health is not healthy because um, it's so closely connected, right? When you're working out, it lets off certain endorphins. It releases certain toxins in your body. Um, it makes you feel good after the fact. I, and I have to remember this. I don't like starting working out and I don't like the way it feels while I'm doing the workout. But baby, <laughs> that burst of energy and joy and fulfillment that comes at the end of the workout, I try to remember that moment each time that I re-show up for my workout because it's like, listen, I, that's the feeling that I'm going after, that end goal, that end endorphin and happiness. Like, whew, you did it, girl. You made it through. It was hard, but you did it and you showed up for it, okay? So yes, your physical wellness and your mental wellness is closely connected to each other. Um, also, fitness is bigger than your body looking a certain way. I feel like the number one goal for the girls <laughs> when it comes to exercise is losing our mommy tummies. I know that's definitely a goal for me. Um, maybe tightening up our glutes, getting that nice lifted booty look, getting rid of these flabby arms and backs, you know, trying to unbig our backs. That's been a joke for the summer. You know, it's all about the physical to a lot of us, but Fitness is so much bigger than working on one body part of your body, okay? And 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 19 through 20, just gathers us up for this and proves that fact. So it says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. And again, that was 1 Corinthians 6, um, chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. So this right here lets us know, you know, we're walking around feeling like our bodies is ours forever, that this flesh and blood will last forever when that's not reality. And this also checks us and letting us know that our bodies are a gift from God and that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. So just a quick little example to kind of bring some context. Think about you buying your child their first car, okay? Um, they're 16, you just got them this new car, and you have some rules and foundations for it. Now, as the parents, since you bought them that car, that means that they don't own that car, right? You paid your money for it, or you got a loan from the bank or whatever, or you're making the payments on that car, and you are loaning the car to this child, right? So you have certain rules and regulations in place for how this child should go about using this car, okay? Um, so you have certain rules, like I said. How would you feel if your child got this car and they didn't take care of the car? 
They kept trash in the car. Every time you got in it, it was filthy, looking a mess, dirty on the inside and the outside. What if they had this car and they're driving it any type of way, breaking the rules on the road, speeding, bumping into stuff, running over stuff, messing up the tires, scratching up the car? Um, what if they didn't keep gas in the car like you told them, hey, you know, gas is your responsibility, but they're running out of gas on the road and you're having to come through and, and help them and save them or call AAA because they're not keeping gas in the car? Or what if they're constantly wrecking the car, getting in fender benders and car accidents? At some point, you're going to be like, okay, <laughs> I'm getting ready to take this car away. Or you're going to feel some type of way about them disrespecting what you bought for them, what you paid for, right? So this is similar to our bodies that God gave us. We have to look at it that way. God didn't give us these bodies to eat any type of way that we want to sit around and be lazy and not move our body and not be physical and not be healthy. We were loaned these bodies. We did not purchase these bodies ourselves. Our parents didn't even purchase these bodies. Everybody was a piece um, in the puzzle that God put together in order for us to get here and be here on this earth, right? So we really have to shift our mindsets and have that context like, I can't just treat my body any type of way. I can't just decide that I don't want to do things to take care of my body because initially it's not mine, right? And then also in 1 Corinthians, it pointed out how the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, right? So if the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, that means that we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, right? That's how the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us, inside of our hearts. Give me one second here. So um, what do you think that the Holy Spirit would say about the condition of your house <laughs> or the condition of your body in this case? How do you treat your house when company comes over, like your physical house, right? I don't know about you, but if I know somebody's coming over, I'm trying to pick up things off of the ground. I might vacuum real quick, wash the dishes, try to make sure that my mess is together, right? So we have to think about that as far as the Holy Spirit being a guest inside of our body. What would the Holy Spirit say about the condition of your body that it's living in right now? I won't call you out, sis. <laughs> I'll just let you ponder on that and really reflect and think, dang, you know, what would the Holy Spirit say? Or how does the Holy Spirit feel inside of my body, inside of my house, right? We have to take care of our temples. We need energy to run this race or this life that God has called us to. Think about the people who are obese or who, was, or who are sick because of their weight and lack of exercise or poor diets. I'm not sure if any of you all have watched any episodes of like my 600 pound life, but baby, <laughs> it gathers your, your reality. Like not saying that you would get to that point, but just to physically see somebody struggling with their everyday life necessities, like taking a bath or moving around and getting out the bed, things that we take for granted of, and to see them in this state of their body as a result of overeating, as a result of no physical activity, like it's a real reality check, right? They have restriction in their movement and the things that they could do. A lot of them, they have to depend on other people to help them. And maybe it's not, you know, up to 600 pounds. Some people just physically from not moving their body and eating unhealthy, 
may not be that huge, but they have certain complications in their body that they can't do things for themselves as a result of, you know, poor eating or lack of moving their body. A lot of them deal with mental health issues like um, regret, sadness, and depression as a result of being in this state due to lack of moving their body. So it's important for us to, you know, see this as a reality. I know a lot of times we as humans have that mindset like, oh, that can't happen to me or that will never happen to me. Even with like smoking and drinking and things, we see the commercials about, you know, the effects that it has on your body physically. Matter of fact, for cigarettes, it has it on the pack. <laughs> Warning, this product may cause lung cancer, heart disease, things like that. And people still pick it up and use it thinking in their brain, that's not going to happen to me. We have to get out of this mindset that we are forever protected and nothing bad is ever going to happen to us because we just simply don't know. And small habits over time, um, small habits of you not showing up and working out have effects over time, just like small habits of you working out and showing up for yourself have positive outcomes over time. So it really goes both ways. We just have to choose. We have to set the tone for our children to establish a healthy fitness lifestyle early so that they will be accustomed to it in their adult life. We have to help our children to avoid childhood obesity and certain diseases that come along with it. So as a lack of working out and poor diets, there's no age limit on it. So there's no oh, for X amount of years that, you know, I'm going to be old and sick. There are children out here who have obesity um, health issues and diseases as a result of them not working out and sitting at home, watching TV, watching YouTube, on video games, and just snacking and eating all day and not physically moving their body at all. That is definitely a red flag, I feel like, for our society being that we're so screen oriented, especially our children, like make sure your children are being physical at some point, have them go outside. I don't know about y'all, but you remember grandma, your mama telling you go outside somewhere, go play outside and do something. I feel like sometimes we need to get back to that <laughs> a little bit in this culture, like go outside and do something. Sometimes you may have to be involved with your child too, because a lot of times they're copying what they see you do. So if you as a mom or as a parent, you sit around and you scroll on your phone and you snack all day and binge watch TV, a lot of times they're going to mimic or copy that behavior. So it may be a whole family um, change that needs to happen. Um, so I'm speaking from experience on this. This is definitely not something that just started since we have screen time, but I was an obese child from the age of four. I can remember through elementary school and middle school um, is kind of when I started losing weight. Once I started getting physical, um, I had joined the softball team and a step team. So, you know, practice after school and stuff kind of forced me to be physical and show up. But other than that, as a kid, um, I wasn't signed up for any like extracurricular activities. A lot of the times I just chilled at the house, binge eating snacks, watching TV, doing my own thing. Nobody really required me to do anything. So I was obese as a kid. Um, I watched my parents be inconsistent with exercise and their eating habits. Y'all, we had like a whole entire gym <laughs> in our basement when I was a kid um, with like workout equipment. 
and nobody ever used the equipment ever. <laughs> My dad, I remember him ordering all this stuff, putting all these things together. And for a short amount of time, you know, he would use it and show up for it. And my mom too. But after a while, they would fall off. And those workout equipments became like things to hold like clothes or coats and stuff to hang up on it. But nobody was using it to actually work out. Um, also in my family, my dad, my brother and my sister on my dad's side, all three of them have had to have major weight loss surgery due to obesity okay um this is something that you know is generational as i shared before is something that you know we all struggled with and all of us i felt like wanted to be you know consistent with working out wanted to show up but can never stick with it due to the excuses that we made or the mindsets that we had about working out and showing up for ourselves so y'all this really goes deep okay now in hindsight right now, recently, excuse me, in this present time, I feel like my children are active. My oldest son is involved in sports. My daughter, she does um, gymnastics and other sports activities. She's done t-ball and she doesn't mind going outside to play. In our neighborhood, she'll stay outside for like an hour or so, riding her bike, playing tag, running around the neighborhood. So she is physical in her body. And my baby who is one years old, excuse me, two years old, he sees everybody being physical. Me and my husband both work out. My husband goes to the gym. Um, I personally don't, and I'll get into that later, but I do at-home workouts. And my two-year-old will kind of watch me and maybe try to pick up a weight and copy what I'm doing. So they see that, you know, their parents are active, so their behavior is mimicking that. And I'm so grateful that it seems like we have in my case anyway, have changed that narrative of the inconsistency of being physically active. Now, my husband was physically active because he was into sports as a child. So again, those habits, maybe his healthy habits, you know, inspired my children and myself to be healthy physically and show up and work out. So it's all generational and it all matters um, for that next group of children. Now, I know another excuse that a lot of people have when it comes to working out is they get discouraged by that number on the scale. And again, sis, no judgment. I definitely have been that person to where the number on the scale would set my mood for the day. <laughs> like if I stepped on that scale in the morning and it wasn't what I wanted to see, my whole mood is off for the day. I'm having negative self-talk about the way that I look, about, you know, why can't I lose weight? What was me? All of these things. But in reality, what I've learned over time is that the number on the scale will not make you any happier. Last year, I had a goal to lose um, an X amount of weight by my 30th birthday, and I hit that goal. I lost that number of weight. But would you believe me if I told you I still was not happy <laughs> with my physical appearance um again that mommy tummy was still there even though i hit the number um i felt like i had lost weight in my my butt a little bit and you know the girls today we're looking for a little something you know plush and thick so i was like i don't want no flat booty i done lost all this weight um i didn't like the way my chest looked i felt like it was saggy and not firm like okay the number is showing the scale but physically on my body 
I'm still not happy with what I see. So this kind of was a reality check for me. Like, don't put so much weight on this, this number on this scale. I can't attach my happiness to the number on the scale. I have to shift the way that I'm looking at this as an overall health and fitness lifestyle. So, you know, yes, I have this number in mind, but I'm working out for the greater good of my body because it's good for me overall to show up, not for a specific number that I'm trying to get to. Okay. Um, so the overall goal that I would say that you should focus on when it comes to fitness is glorifying God with your body based off the scripture that we read, because we know now that our bodies are not our own. You should focus on establishing a healthy lifestyle overall. So there's nothing wrong with having goals in mind, but just understand that you should not attach your happiness to that goal. Or once you reach that, once you reach that goal, you shouldn't just throw away all the habits that you've had, that you've built up to get that goal. This should be an overall lifestyle change that you're doing. And also another overall goal is to set positive examples for your children to follow and for them to pass on to their family. All right. So now we're going to get into the five ways to eliminate excuses about working out. So one of the first things that you can do is to do workouts that you actually like. Okay. Um, if you don't like the workout, you're less likely to show up and do it. Right. Nobody wants to do anything that they don't like to do. If you don't enjoy the workout, you're not going to show up for it. That's your excuse right there. Mentally in your mind, you're going to tell yourself, I don't feel like doing that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Or I don't like doing that workout. So I I'm just not going to do it today. Okay. Also, don't get caught up in what society says you have to do for the right exercise. I know there's a lot of different exercises. If you do this workout, for sure, you're going to see X amount of results. But if you don't like doing that workout, <laughs> then you're just torturing yourself. And I don't feel like physical activity should be a torture. It should be something that you enjoy doing if you're going to be doing it for a long term. If you're going to be doing it overall for your lifestyle change, why not enjoy what you're doing? Nobody wants to do things that they feel forced to do. So a great example for this is that I don't like going to the gym. I shared earlier that, you know, my husband, he goes to the gym for his workouts, but I don't like going to the gym. For one, I don't like having to set up a babysitter and drop them off and then pick them up after the workout. To me, that's just too many steps. It's too many things going on. And if I see this overwhelming amount of things that I have to do just to get to the workout, I'm not going to show up. <laughs> I'm not going to show up. I've had gym memberships where I have just thrown my money away. And I had to realize, sis, just go ahead and cancel because you're not showing up for it. You're not making the effort to show up for the gym. That's just not your thing. And it's okay. And it's okay. Society may say, go to the gym to work out, but I don't like going to the gym. And since I don't like it, I'm not going to make an effort to show up for it, right? I do enjoy at-home workouts. That's more convenient for me. I'm fine with waking up earlier before my kids to get my workout in. I like being in the comfort of my home. I like being able to wear um, the workout clothes that I like to wear in the comfort of my home. I will say right now, I'm not comfortable about, you know, wearing a sports bra and, and yoga pants or something in public, but in the comfort of my home, I am, right? So 
that's one example. Also, I love to go for a walk. If you follow me on my social media sites, um, mainly Instagram, I've been sharing, you know, snippets and revelations of the walks that I have at a local park where I live. Um, on my walks, I talk to God in prayer. I listen to podcasts or worship music. It's just a whole vibe to me to, you know, stimulate my mind and body at the same time. I love being in nature. I love beautiful scenery. It just motivates me to move my body and be present. So I enjoy walking. Your girl loves dance workouts. So like Zumba and things like that. I haven't done it um, recently, but when I do, I have a good time. I enjoy dancing. I enjoy learning the steps. I enjoy the music. And I will say that I do love group workouts as well because it kind of motivates me to keep up with the pace, to stay with it. So those are things that I enjoy doing. So I encourage you to figure out what workouts do you enjoy doing? What workouts do you look forward to showing up to? Start doing more of those and less of what you don't like. All right. The second thing that you can do to eliminate excuses about working out is to work out for the amount of time that you like. Okay. So for me, I don't like one hour workouts. That's way too long. When is this going to end? When is this going to be over? So I like to do 20 to 30 minute workouts. Now, again, society may say the longer you work out, the more calories you burn, which may be true. But again, if you're doing this one hour workout and you don't like to, you're not going to show up for it. <laughs> When it's time to do it again, you're going to make an excuse that, oh, you know, that was so long last time. I don't feel like moving and doing all that for an hour today. So I'll do it the next day or I'll do it tomorrow. Again, that's your excuse and you're not going to show up for it. So again, I like to do 20 to 30 minute workouts. Also, you don't have to work out every single day of the week. Actually, rest days are just as important as your workout days because that's your muscles recovering being able to take a rest and reducing your um, amount of time for injury. So some people have this mindset that they have to work out every single day of the week, all seven days of the week. And that's just not reality or true. So if you have this mindset, say that you work out two days, but don't work up, but don't work out one day out of the week. Now you are feeling all messed up and upset at yourself. And now you're not showing up anymore for your workouts because you feel like you messed up and woe is me. And I was supposed to stay on this goal and all this negativity. And it don't got to be all that, sis. <laughs> it doesn't take all that for you to be consistent with your workouts and show up. Now, remember, like I shared before, it's not about the number on the scale all the time. We're just trying to establish a consistency, a lifestyle of exercise, right? not this ritual uh, schedule or numbers that we're trying to stick to, okay? So start with the amount of days that you know for a fact that you will show up for. Is that one to two days out of the week? Then fine, start there with one to two days out of the week. Is it three or four days out of the week? Cool, do three to four days out of the week. I will say right now for me, I'm at the three to four day mark. So my baseline is three workouts, excuse me, out of seven days, I know for a fact I can show up for three days. I've been trying to go more to four to five since I've been out for the summer. That hasn't really happened. And I'm okay with that because I have my base number of three days without no matter what's going on, I'm going to show up for those three days. Okay. So again, figure out what works for you. 
one day is better than no days. If you're not working out at all <laughs> and you show up for one to two days out of the week, that's a win and that's progress for your body. The more that you show up, the more motivation that you will have to show up for more days and you can add more days as you feel comfortable, okay? Now, the third thing that you can do to eliminate um, making excuses for working out is to create a workout resource. Now, this is where I love social media and the internet, using it for your advantage because um, this really helps. So on YouTube, they have a feature where you can create like a little library of saved videos. So I have created a workout library on my YouTube channel and I just save and add the workouts that I like to do to this library. Okay. It's a quick resource. I'm not, you know, making excuses about, oh, I don't know what to do today. I have some options that I can choose from of workouts that I've done before that I've enjoyed, or maybe a workout trainer that, you know, I like their style of how they do the workout. So having this library eliminates excuses at, and like, you don't know what to do <laughs> for the day. You can just go there and choose one that you like. So I have workouts with, like I said, instructors that I like for the time limit that I like for the style of workout that I like. And this helps me to show up more for it. Um, I don't know if you notice, it may be a whole algorithm thing, but since I am into fitness, I see a lot of videos for fitness on my Instagram, my Facebook, and my TikTok. So maybe you can start to search, you know, workouts and kind of get your algorithm rolling to show um, workout videos. But on all of these um, social media sites, IG, Facebook, TikTok, you can save these videos and kind of create a little folder for that as well. So I know on Instagram, I don't really have it organized. Maybe I should, but if it's a workout that I like, I'll save it on Facebook too. If I see a reel that I like for a workout, I'll save it. And I'll refer to that, you know, when I'm trying to figure out what workout to do for that day is something that can be accessed easily. And again, eliminates your excuses. Another thing that you can do is create a Pinterest board for fitness. So again, this is another algorithm thing, but you can just start to search some to get your algorithm going. So I have a Pinterest board where I save certain workouts and I can go there to um, get workouts that I like. And in the show notes, I will attach my YouTube library for my workouts and my Pinterest board, um, as well as this guy called Mr. London on Instagram. He focuses on those problem areas that we have, that fupa, that back, our booties, our arms, and they're very like, you know, doable workouts. I don't like workouts where I'm like on the ground on my wrist or doing things like that. He has like some standing ab workouts. So, and I don't like workouts that are straining some of my knees. So I highly suggest him. I'll have that link um, in my show notes as well. But this is just a great way to eliminate excuses because a lot of times we'd be sitting there acting crazy like, well, I don't know what to do. Well, if you have a resource library to refer to, then you're set. You already know what to do. Okay. The fourth thing you can do to eliminate excuses for working out is to keep your workout equipment somewhere visible. So have a special area in your house where you keep your weights, your sweatbands for like your stomach or your resistant bands or any other workout equipments like your yoga mats and things like that. Um, I have a little cute little um, like box or basket in my living room where I keep all of those things. So it's in a visible place. 
It makes me think about working out. It reminds me about working out so I can easily access those materials there. Also, you want to go ahead and pick out your workout clothes for the day um, before your workout. So your sports bra, your yoga pants, your shorts, your sneakers, if you need those, have all those things in an accessible place so you're not making excuses about why you can't show up for it. All those things are already there, ready for you to go. All right. And the last thing you can do to eliminate making excuses is to plan your workouts ahead of time. So pick a body part to focus on for that day or for that week. So I know I told you all that I do at least three workouts um, for the week, but I may pick something to focus on. So one week I may focus on my FUPA. Another week I may focus on my arms and back. And another week I may focus on glutes. So this kind of really, you know, helps you already know what workouts you're going to do and eliminates you trying to make excuses and figure out what you're going to do. Just pick a, a body part that you want to focus on. Pick which days that you will do the workout. So I have my days in my calendar. Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays work out for me. Sometimes I may do Sunday. But whatever your schedule is, go ahead and pre-plan when you're going to do that workout. Pick how much time you will do the workout. So like I, like I share with you all, I do 20 to 30 minutes. But whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, when it comes to the gym, those people, those mamas that go to the gym, I'm not that person. But if you are... Go ahead and plan your babysitters ahead of time if you're going to the gym, letting you know whoever knows, hey, I'm going to the gym on these days. I'm going to need you to keep the kids. I know some gyms have um, like in-house babysitting. That might be something you can look into. I know the YMCA does. But go ahead and figure out where your kids are going to be on the days that you're working out so you're not trying to figure out <clears throat> where they need to go last minute or using that as an excuse not to show up because you're saying, oh, I don't got no babysitter. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay. Um, for those at-home workouts, set an alarm to wake up earlier ahead of time. That's something that I do um, to make sure that I'm showing up for my workout. So you may think it don't take all that, but sis, if you're not showing up for your workouts, then yes, it does take all that for you to show up and be consistent. Okay. And we already went over why it's important to do this at the beginning of this episode. So you don't want to be, uh, you don't want to be bedridden or having health issues because you didn't want to wake up early or because you didn't want to set an alarm or because you didn't want to plan. Okay. Now you're in the bed needing help to move and to, you know, do everyday life tasks when you could have just made the decision now to be healthy and make those lifestyle changes for your future. Now, I've got one more. This is a bonus tip. This is for my sisters, okay? I don't discriminate on who listens to this podcast, you know, but for my sisters, for my, my brown skin girls, okay, here's a bonus tip to eliminate excuses. Get hairstyles that are manageable for sweating, okay? Listen, if I have a blowout, you can cancel that workout. I'm not doing nothing, Okay. I'm not doing anybody's exercise or anybody's workout because I'm not about to mess my hair up. All right. So I highly advise that you get braids or just some type of hairstyle that is manageable for when you sweat. Um, also with your head scarves, make sure that they're tied tight on your hairstyles and don't take them off until your hair is fully dry to preserve the hairstyle. Um, that's a tip that I had saw somebody share on social media and it's very helpful. 
because what I was doing, I would have my scarf on and tie it tight, but I was taking it off too soon and my hair was still damp and frizzy and now my hairstyle is messed up. So if you wear your scarf, again, make sure it's tight, but don't take it off until your hair is fully dry um, from you sweating to preserve your hairstyle. It really matters. It really is a thing. Um, if your hair is not suitable for a workout, sis, you're not going to show up, <laughs> period. And I get it. I get it because I won't either. Okay. So I just want to leave you with two reflection questions um, to ponder over. What is your workout plan for this week? If you don't have one, go ahead and plan it. You know, you have your, your resources available here that I've provided. And what are some unhealthy beliefs about working out that you need to change or shift um, in your mindset? All right. So that is all that I have for you all today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you're not, I would love to have you follow me on both Instagram and Facebook. Those links will be in the show notes. Um, please join the Mom Keys to Mental Peace community and email list. I share out weekly blogs and resources that I don't share here on social media. So be sure you're connected for that. Um, if you have been enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast and the YouTube channel so that you're connected for all new episodes that come out. Be sure that you um, click the notification bell or subscribe so that you'll get those notifications when a new episode drops. And also, if you've been enjoying this podcast, be sure to rate the podcast, leave a review, or share it with somebody who could benefit from it. All right, so next week, we're going into emotional eating. It's going to be real, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to be preaching to myself, so... Um, definitely stay tuned for next week and I will see you all then. Bye.